Have you ever looked in the mirror and wondered what you look like to other people? After all, you've only ever seen your reflection. I once heard that our own view of ourselves is so inaccurate that we probably wouldn't even recognize our own face in a crowd of people if we were cloned. Now we're just talking physical image here, but the reality is that your image is not purely physical. It's composed of both physical and many non-physical attributes as well. And everyone has their own image or interpretation of you. Each person you encounter may perceive you in a completely different way based on all the interactions they've had with you. And this perception, no matter how accurate or inaccurate, determines how they decide to treat you and how much respect they have for you. It can determine whether or not you receive recognition or a promotion. Maybe perception is reality, especially in the workplace where you spend so much of your time. In all that time, you may end up falling short or shining bright. My challenge for you is to pay attention to your interactions this week. Notice the way you carry yourself and speak with other people. Are you creating a positive or a negative image of yourself in the eyes of others? The great news is this. You can make choices that set yourself up to be perceived positively. I'm Kaylee Savona, and we are The Recognition. Welcome to The Recognition. My name is Neely. I'm here with Kaylee Savona. Kaylee, hi. Hi, Neely. Hey, uh, I have a confession to make. Oh, no, what? Uh, these last couple days, mm-hmm. I have engaged in what I am going to lovingly call a false start. A false start? Yes. Does that mean you're embracing the fall things before fall? I am dressing as if it is 40 <laughs> oh, no. degrees outside, and in fact, it is still it's, 72. It, it's going to be in the 80s next so week. So in the mornings, it's great. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a nice little crispy walk to the car. It's a little chilly while we're getting here, and I'm like, wow, perfect. I planned for the day. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It gets to be about 1030 in the morning, and the collar starts to get a little hot <laughs> and all the things. I'm currently wearing a fleece pullover. It's too much. And it it's is too much. 64 degrees outside so um i'm just so excited for fall uh and i just can't wait um for hoodie season yeah i'm just jumping right into it i don't care if i'm sweating like my hair's all messed up got a greasy head i don't care (laughs) anyway we had a chance to sit down with brenda miller uh from miller marketing to talk about linkedin and i suppose rather than i mean this is a pretty quick and straightforward episode so Mm -hmm. instead of giving away any of those things um like LinkedIn has to be like a newish thing for you, mm-hmm. um, kind of early in career and, and whatever. But like, what's your favorite thing? Like, what separates LinkedIn from like the other social platforms? Obviously, there's a difference in content and it's being shared and those kind of things. But yeah, you know, you're you're a professional. What's your favorite part about LinkedIn? Yeah, um, it is it is very new for me. I actually my first LinkedIn post was when I got this job. Oh wow! So um, very new for me. But LinkedIn is fun. Uh, it's actually the only social media that I actively scroll right now because I deleted all my other apps. Oh, way to go! Um, it is a professional app, but I really love when people say really real and funny things in the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always just look out for those those creatives that are just being savage on LinkedIn. It's like uh, you got to stand out somehow. So, mm-hmm. you know, shock marketing. Exactly. Anyway, I don't, that's not a best practice, but I no. guess it's fun to watch. But it's fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, without further ado, here is our conversation with Brenda Miller.
We are here with Brenda Meller, who's the Chief Engagement Officer at Meller Marketing and a LinkedIn coach and trainer extraordinaire. Brenda, thank you so much for joining The Recognition. I am delighted to be here with you today, Neely. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course, of course. So we've been uh, running into each other uh, in the Michigan area at the through events, and we both know Tina Marie very well. So very excited to have you uh, on to to have this conversation. Kaylee is in the building as well. Hello, Kaylee. Hello, I am here. Um, so hey, Brenda, before we jump in here, I'm wondering if you can give us a quick background uh, on your personal history and what has led you to where you are today. Sure. So I come from a corporate marketing background and worked in a variety of different agency and marketing related roles, working with leadership teams, working with clients, et cetera, and uh, developed a knack for social media. I was actually anti-social media back in the day when when Facebook and everything first came on. But I, when LinkedIn came onto the scene, I kind of felt like it was a safe place or it was as a professional networking site. Leaned into that a little bit, discovered I had a knack for learning how to use the platform effectively, teaching it to others, started a little bit of a side hustle with no intention of ever leaving my corporate job. But one day we had a leadership change at my organization. They decided to do some restructuring. I'm doing air quotes with my fingers if you can't see that right now. And I was given the opportunity to exit the organization within three months. I elected to exit much sooner within the next week. And while I was looking for a job, I had people approaching me saying, hey, since you have some time, can you help us with social media strategy? And since you have some time, can you help us with marketing? And since you have some time, can you help me with LinkedIn? And I decided Meller Marketing could be much more than just a side hustle. It could actually be a business. So within the matter of a few months, I decided to really start marketing myself and my business, stopped looking for a job. And the rest I can say is his history. I've been doing this now, working six years as a solopreneur, uh, specializing in LinkedIn training, coaching. I do some online courses. I've got a book. I've got a podcast. And my catchphrase is I help you get a bigger slice of the LinkedIn pie. Well, this is great. Brenda, I'm, you know, I'm really excited uh, to jump in here. Um, you know, obviously you've given uh, live training, you've done sessions uh, with groups and with individuals. So I think how we'd like to break it down is basically go segment by segment uh, on how to best use LinkedIn. Um, obviously, it's a it's a very powerful tool, um, you know, of the social media platforms uh, rising in popularity. Um, and of course, as a professional, uh, it's critical to be able to know how uh, to use the ins and outs and, and all of the features and benefits of that. So I suppose let's start um, you know, the job market is hot right now. Uh, and obviously with a, a lot of our audience in the HR space, um, if you could just quickly high level, you know, best practices for recruiting on LinkedIn, you know, beyond just posting the job, what are some other tips and tricks uh, on how to be a good recruiter using LinkedIn? Yeah, great question. So a lot of recruiters that I am connected with and work with, they tend to use the LinkedIn recruiter, which is like a different version of LinkedIn. It's a different board. It's a different instance of it. And they're using it to search for candidates, just send them direct messages, keep their fingers crossed. And sometimes it's, it's doing prospecting and sometimes it's working with candidates who are coming to them. What I try to encourage them to do is to get on the public platform as well, making sure that your profile has been optimized for your ideal target audience, which in this case, it's candidates looking to work for you and for your company. It's not for you to look for a job. And I think that's a big mistake I see a lot of recruiters making is they copy and paste things from their resume, like their summary statement into their about statement. And then when we read their profile, it looks like they're looking for a job, right? As opposed to if I were to meet you at an event and you're a recruiter and you have a position that's a good fit for me, you would probably use a slightly different description of yourself in your about statement. So I would encourage them to think about looking at their profile from top to bottom, 
And think about looking at it through the lens of of a candidate who might be interested in working for your company. Because the reality is a lot of people will do this. They'll get a direct message or an email from a recruiter. They won't respond, but they'll look at the recruiter's profile and they try to learn more about the company and the organization. And maybe I'm not ready yet, but maybe I find something on there that prompts me to go to your company page and learn more about your your organization, your culture, things like that. So I always say, don't just use the recruiter version, which is like the jobs board and sourcing for candidates, but let's make sure that your profile has been built up for these individuals so they can find your story and they find calls to action, et cetera, included in there, but also get active in the homepage feed. When you see fellow team members who work in recruiting at your organization or others, interact with them because like attracts like, and you probably have candidates that are following and watching your activities. And if they see one technical recruiter posting and you engage with their posts, they're going to see you and then maybe they come on over to your profile. So it's a way of supplementing the recruiting activities that you're already doing, but a slightly different approach getting like active in the homepage feed there. So on the other side of things, um, I'm probably have been most recently been a candidate using LinkedIn, but what do you recommend? Um, what are some best practices for job seekers in building out their profiles and making sure that they're on LinkedIn the way they should be? Yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, it's kind of interesting when I think about job seekers, there are people that are actively unemployed and looking and seeking a new position. And then there's a whole other category of people who are working, but looking. And I like to think of these people as they're using LinkedIn in stealth mode, the second group using LinkedIn in stealth mode. And it's not like, it's not like a button that you can turn on stealth mode. It's just more of an approach of how to use LinkedIn so that you're increasing your visibility so that you can be found by more people who are hiring managers, recruiters, headhunters, or referrals for positions, which is a slightly different approach than when you are actively in career transition, unemployed, looking for your next job, immediate availability, then you can be a little bit more blatant on your profile and your posts and things like that. Um, and not, not even in a desperate way, in more of a way of like letting people know that you're looking for a job. Because all of us have great connections that we've built up throughout our careers. People that when you left your last job, whether you you left by choice or you were asked to leave, on the way out the door, they said, Brenda, you've been great to work with. If there's ever anything I can do, let me know. I want to help you. Like those are the people you want to reach out to and you know invite for a virtual coffee or ask them to look over your resume or invite them to connect with you on LinkedIn and give you a recommendation. You know, there's a variety of different things that you can do there. But if you are unemployed and actively searching, I always include these, ask these job seekers to consider posting on LinkedIn and doing a post to let people know, hey, I'm currently in the market for my next full-time position as a marketing director in Metro Detroit. If you hear of any opportunities or if you'd like to, you know, to chat more, message me here on LinkedIn or tag someone in below. And some people kind of feel nervous about that. Does that look desperate? Does it look like I'm putting myself out there too much? No. Because no longer is it a stigma if you're not working. I mean, we've been through a ride these last couple of years and there's still, you know, uh, mentions of, are we going into a recession? And, you know, there's a tech industry is laying people off. And now we're hearing things about the automotive industry here in Metro Detroit. So it's no longer the stigma. It's just, we're riding the wave of the economy. There's going to be companies that let people go. And then there's going to be companies that have hiring surges that happen. And there might be somebody who reads that post who is looking for a marketing director in Metro Detroit who could refer you into the position. If you don't let them know, then they can't refer you in. So that's a technique to think about if you're actively um, unemployed and in career transition. Now, for the second category, those people that are, I like to call using LinkedIn in stealth mode, working but looking, 
Um, a lot of times when you're working but looking for a new job, you're you're kind of one foot out the door on the company, right? You're you're maybe a little bit disenfranchised with the institution. You're not in love with the role anymore. You're kind of like frustrated. Um, what I always encourage them to do, and, and I get clients when I meet with them, they're like, I know you're not going to like what I tell you, but follow me out on this. First thing you want to do is you want to look like you're a great employee. And I know your podcast is all about employee engagement, right? And what I encourage people to do is have a branded header that supports your company. Might be your company logo, might be a picture of your building. Maybe your company has a branded LinkedIn header image library that you can choose from, but get that up on your profile. Your headline, maybe instead of saying marketing director at ABC company, you say marketing director, take off at ABC company, marketing director focused on teams and recognition. I'm just making it up, whatever differentiates you from others. But that helps to show the type of marketing director you currently are in your role. And by the way, it also helps to appeal to recruiters and hiring managers and people who might be stumbling upon your profile. Now, if you are working but looking, you also want to be actively posting on LinkedIn. And another time, another thing that I tell them to do is periodically you should be posting about your employer. And some people are like, I don't want to do that because I don't like my job anymore. I don't like my company anymore. But hear me out on this. When you are engaged with your employer and when you're sharing their pose, you look like you're doing a great job there and you look like you're a rock star. You know who likes finding those people? Hiring managers and recruiters. Because if it looks like you're a rock star at this company, you're probably going to be a rock star in your next role as well. So this actually can help you make you more marketable as a job seeker while you're in that working but looking mode. And for all of you recruiters out there, they're like, man, I really like this candidate and how engaged they are with their current company. Maybe Brenda just spilled some beans, uh, some former <laughs> students of the Meller marketing techniques. They're like, Brenda, you led me astray. That's awesome. I, I think what's interesting about, you know, there's a, the common thread through the first two, and I think it's pretty obvious, but I'm just going to state it. Um, the ability to network and to network uh, often. Um, so not just situationally, oh my gosh, uh, let me scramble the jets and get my stuff together, I'll get my profile together, start sending a bunch of messages. It feels like it's more of a long game uh, in which you are being um, intentional about who you're networking with, what content you're sharing, how often you're posting yourself, how how and who you're sharing content from, how you're engaging people, as simple as you know, happy work anniversary. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what's what does maintenance mode look like on LinkedIn for just a regular professional that m is not in the market for a new job, uh, just wants to keep their profile active and, and looking fresh? Yeah, great question. And uh, I want to first address the fact that LinkedIn is not a job search network. It is a professional networking site. So I want you to kind of think about LinkedIn through that lens. It is a professional networking site. There are more people using LinkedIn just to stay active within their professional communities than are using LinkedIn for job search. So you can build up your professional presence, build up your personal brand, your professional brand on LinkedIn, and you can do that through your profile. You can also do that by what you're posting on the platform. And many of us, we're not looking for a job. We're just looking to stay visible and we're looking to support our business in whatever way we're looking to support our business. It might be lead generation. It might be brand visibility. It might be supporting our organization to support talent recruitment or talent retention or those types of things. But often what happens is when we connect with people on LinkedIn, Neely, we, we kind of blend it into the background. Like we connect and where there's maybe messages back and forth initially, and then we kind of forget about those people. But if you're active on LinkedIn, and when I say active, there's really two sides of the engagement coin. Active means posting on LinkedIn. I like to say at least once a week, but I also like to think about the flip side of that is engaging with others. 
So that means going into the homepage feed, I spend 15 minutes a day, and that's what I recommend people do on average, at least 15 minutes a day in the homepage feed, seeing what other people are posting, what other people are talking about. Give out likes and reactions like they're going out of style. There's no penalty to giving out likes and reactions. It helps people. It helps their post to get more engagement. It makes them feel good. It's kind of like an attaboy that we're giving to them, right? And two to three times a week, I like to recommend that you do a thoughtful comment on posts. And what this does is two things. One is it builds up social media karma. And Neely, when you post on LinkedIn, if I am always commenting on your post or maybe once a week commenting on your post that you're doing, the next time you see my post in the homepage feed, you're going to feel like indebted to me. Like Brenda's always engaging on my post. I want to return the favor and do the same for her. So it builds up that social media karma. We also know that the algorithm has rules with regards to whose posts are in the homepage feed, how long they stay there, and how many people get to see them. So the more people that engage with a post, especially within the first few hours, the more reach that post will get. So commenting on other people is actually helping them to get more reach with the post. And by way of you commenting, you're actually getting more visibility for yourself. If you're struggling with what to post on LinkedIn, I like to think about things that are just a part of my business day. So for example, earlier today, I was at an Inforum Troy networking event. Kendra Port Corman was speaking. I got my phone out. I took some video. I took a couple of pictures. I went and I posted about that on LinkedIn. Now that has nothing to do with what I do for a living, LinkedIn coaching and training, but it does show that I'm a good um, community citizen, so to speak, on LinkedIn. I'm sharing and I'm shining the spotlight on other people. Now, Kendra is a marketing coach and a marketing strategist. We sometimes will refer business back and forth to each other. So when I tag Kendra, it goes into her timeline. She's going to feel good later on when she sees that video posted of her. Some of her clients and followers are going to see that. And they're going to go, I haven't heard of her. What's she all about? And then they're going to come and click and look over at my profile as well. So think about posting about things that are just a part of your business day. Could be videos of events. It could also be client questions when folks are coming in and asking you questions is another technique. That's awesome. I've never thought of social media that way of feeling indebted to comment back and like back. And I love that idea. So we are an employee engagement podcast. And you've mentioned the idea of employees engaging with their employers posts and reposting. Um, But on the other end of that, how can the employers themselves actually leverage LinkedIn to engage their employees and garner true engagement. So not just reposting to have it on their profile, but um, actually use it as an engagement tool. Yeah, that's a great question. I think the first thing is we have to give people permission and give them some guidelines. Uh, A lot of times what I find is that employees are just scared to death to use LinkedIn at all, to go onto LinkedIn during the business day or or any time for that matter, because in their mind, LinkedIn is a job search site. And I, you know, sometimes it's like retraining people. Think about it. It's a professional networking site, first of all, right? And then if the employer says, no, we want you to go on LinkedIn, we want you to avoid it. We want you to go on LinkedIn because we know that it's a professional networking site. And we know that if we empower you as our employees, you now are, are serving as brand ambassadors for us. So you're helping to amplify the message that we do for our company. And you can do so by adding some information about our organization throughout your LinkedIn profile, whether it's in your about statement, the website in your contact info, adding some descriptive information in your experience section. Maybe it's also encouraging them to go to the company page and actually interact with the posts that are on there. A lot of employees are like, I don't want to do that. Um, And some people say, well, isn't that cannibalism? Like we're telling our employees to come in. No, it's a good thing because if you want a strong, engaged culture and a strong, engaged workforce, encourage your people to publicly 
comment on your page posts and even engage with each other in there. I know for me, if I was looking for a job, I'd go to their company page on LinkedIn. I'd look at some of their recent posts. If I can see that employees are active in the comments and they're you know commenting back and forth, that makes me feel more favorable about the company. So I think it all starts from the top down and setting some guidelines, trusting that our team members are individuals who are professionals, they're adults, they're not going to abuse this privilege. If we say, go ahead and go on LinkedIn, they're going to treat LinkedIn like they do any other communication channel, like email, for example, they're going to go in their email, check their email, get their business done, and then close their email. Similarly with LinkedIn, if we can get them into the habit of going onto LinkedIn on a daily basis, spending some time in the homepage feed, spending some time interacting with our company page as well, that's going to help to kind of create that employee ambassadorship, so to speak, to get them really active on the platform. Brenda, so many good tips and pointers here. Um, I guess I don't want to spoil uh, the other resources that you have. So I guess before we let you go, how can people find you on the internet? Yeah, great question. So first and foremost, LinkedIn is my top platform. You can find me, Brenda Meller. It's M-E-L-L-E-R on LinkedIn. If you do visit my profile there, I've got creator mode turned on. So if you want to connect with me, you'll have to click on the more button and there'll be an option underneath that that will say personalize invite or connect. Just mention that you heard me on the recognition podcast and I'd be happy to connect with you. Alternatively, you can just go on the web, search for Meller Marketing and through my website, you can learn about some of the resources, checklists, all the other good stuff that I have to offer for you. And you also have a podcast, right? You just started a podcast this year? I do. I So I have a LinkedIn Live series, which I've now converted into a podcast, and I do some solo shows as well. So my series is called Enthusiastically Self-Employed. And during the show, we offer business marketing tips as well as LinkedIn tips and it's really designed for individuals who are solopreneurs, specifically coaches, consultants, speakers, and authors. And we do have some folks in the community that are in the corporate world and starting to think about that side hustle and, and launching their own business as well. So we, we have a lot of fun on the show. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to have to give it a listen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Brenda. Um, we appreciate your insights and can't wait for everyone to hear all of their LinkedIn best practices. Thank you, Kaylee, and thank you, Neely. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with both of you today. Thanks for joining us today. And special thanks to The Fracture and Jay Matthews for their original music. Stay tuned for more episodes coming out every week that will touch on the topics that are important to HR and people leaders like you. If you have any recommendations or feedback, or if you are looking to partner on creating a more engaging recognition program, you can contact us at podcast at recognition.com. And as always, thank you. Thank you.